Welcome to Living Off the Land, the All Things Cleveland podcast, with your hosts, Jordan, Jimmy, Ryan, and Dan. Follow us on social media at the LOTL podcast. We're partying, folks. We are partying. Your Cleveland Browns are going to the 2021 NFL playoffs. Welcome into the Deerfield Gridiron Browns postgame show. I'm Dan, here with Ryan, here with Steve. We're celebrating. We're hanging with Cool and the gang. It's a good day. How we doing, boys? A little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> it's a great day. The last time the Browns were in the playoffs, I was a sophomore in high school, and I don't even remember what gas was. I, but it was probably more than it is now. It's, it's just a, uh, it's a great day. It is a great day. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and take full credit for this. You're welcome, everybody. Um, <laughs> while we're at it, I'm gonna take credit for the Buckeyes game. Buckeyes are Ew. on their way to the national Shout championship. Shout out to the Bucs. Not the point of this podcast at the moment, but uh, proud of them. And I watched none of that game until I showed up and immediately saw Fields throw an interception. And then the Clemson uh, Tigers <laughs> scored a touchdown. And I said, I'm not doing this. Bye. <laughs> and uh, then we went back to kicking their asses and they won. So uh, you're welcome, Buckeye fans. And I picked against the Browns, which they love to prove me wrong. Um, you're welcome again, Browns fans. I'm, I, what I'm saying is this is this is on me, and I'm, on. I'm proud of my hard work. <laughs> Cre- you know and, what? You know uh, what? Credit, yeah. to, credit, yeah. credit yeah. to you, Ryan. <laughs> credit to you. Yeah, I'm glad you went with Ohio State also because this weekend it's been so much winning. Yeah, believe so me. So much winning. So. <laughs> oh. Hey, you know what? I get to play today, and I get oh. to play it as many times as I want. Oh boy, buckle up. <laughs> Truthfully, thank you, Pittsburgh, Yeah, for uh, sitting all your starters so we can get in the playoffs. We'll see what you got next week because we don't got to wait long for the rematch. If you've looked at the bracket, folks, Browns are going to finish sixth. Steelers are going to finish third. You know what that means. Browns, Steelers, Heinz Field next Saturday or Sunday. I'm going to guess it's Sunday, but we'll see. Let's Uh, go. Well, we need it to be Sunday. We have a hope of getting in any of our If if we want Denzel Ward to play it this week, it's got to be Sunday. Also, that's kind of significant then. Wow. Yeah, that's huge. Yes. 
which, which you know what will happen then. The NFL is going to put us on Saturday. Because Do we know how yeah, – is, is there any rhyme or reason to how those games are – It's it's all – it's all it, Marketing. Yeah, it's it's whatever games that they feel like are going to get the best ratings are A, going to be in prime time, and B, the better ones are probably going to be on Sunday. So I'll just say this right now. Buffalo versus Indianapolis looks like it's going to be a game, and then Tampa versus whoever wins the NFC East – I'm guessing those two are they're going to deem this the least attractive games. Those will probably be on Saturday. You'd hope that they put one of the games on the West Coast in the 8:15 Saturday night slot, but they don't always do that. So I think your odds are given the matchup that we will be Sunday, but who knows. Rams just got a pick 6 in their game against uh the Cardinals. Well, that's that's big for them. They, Interesting I'm on Twitter. But who cares about any of the other yeah. games? <laughs> because we'll get, we'll get to that later. Because the Browns have finished with the best record that they have since I was, and Steve was seven. Second grade. Seven years old. Ryan, you were a bit younger. It was 1994. Yeah, I was four. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we wow. lad. Oh, and, and and you know what happened? Well, you know what happened in that in that season. <laughs> We won a playoff game in that season. We beat the New England Patriots. Yeah, we did. We did. Let's gloss over the fact that we lost to the Steelers in the next round of the playoffs. <laughs> but we're not playing the Steelers in the divisional round. We're playing the Steelers in the wild card round, yeah. which is what we did in 94. Not to say there's any correlation, but, you know. Yeah, let's not talk about the more direct correlation, which is 2002, when mm-hmm. Kelly Holcomb threw for 429 yards, and yet we somehow still lost the game. Good morning! Good afternoon! <clears throat> I'm playing it all night, and I'm playing it all night on Tuesday, so get ready. Uh, yeah, so let's talk about the game. Uh, boy, I, I tweeted out at the end of that game. It was probably halfway through the fourth quarter. Once the Steelers uh, scored to make it 24-16 that I was getting heart palpitations. <laughs> I mean. You got them a lot earlier than I did. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, I'll tell you what. The, I think Kevin Stefanski locked up coach of the year, and I'm not here to rag on him because, damn it, we're, we've, he led us to an 11-5 and record and a playoff berth. But what on earth was going on with him and not playing Nick Chubb today? What the heck was going on? I don't know. I, you know, we were talking about, you know, what, what are the possibilities in the situation? Was he maybe a little bit banged up and he didn't want to risk further injury? Was there maybe – you know, something that Dan and I were talking about uh, a little while ago was maybe he was sort of thinking, and I know it's not necessarily something he would admit or good form to think about the next game, even when you don't even know if the next game exists. Maybe he wasn't trying to give away too much for what the game plan will look like next week, thinking that we were potentially going to have a rematch with him. I don't – that's me grasping at straws. Mm-hmm. I've, been a, I've been a pretty firm Kevin Stefanski play call defender mm-hmm. this year, even in the past couple weeks where it's been a little bit – questionable you you could say at the probably at the least uh but i this was weird this was this felt i that's 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 the perfect word yeah to uh sum it up because i'm not going to spend time hammering stefanski like i said 11 and 5 he should be the coach of the year we're in the playoffs like (laughs) that's beyond our wildest dreams of what we could have expected this year coming off of the debacle that was last season but man it was weird it yeah. was just weird. Like, Chubb comes up in the first drive of the game, breaks off that 50-yard touchdown run. You're like, 
okay, we're off to the races. Steelers aren't playing a lot of their D linemen. Chubb's looking at a 200-yard day, and we're going to run away with this game. I mean, he ran uh, – sorry, I don't know how to speak right now. He broke off that run, and Steve sent a text to our group chat with, with our brothers saying this game's over. And at that point, I'm like, because I thought, like, okay – that's you know, all we were going to do. Tweeted, I tweeted before the game. I said, this is the get-right game for our running game because we struggled against the Giants and we struggled against the Jets even more so running the football. I felt like with the Steelers, with the guys that they were uh, holding out to rest for the playoffs, this was the get-right game for our running game. And the way it looked the first drive of the game, we were well on our way. But, yeah, I just I don't know what it was. And Stefanski didn't really offer any – answers in the postgame presser I, I was hoping that it was going to be like you know Nick tweaked something on that run we were hoping to you know get what we could out of him without over stressing him over straining him and whatever and Kareem Hunt's a mo- obviously a more than serviceable um, spell for Nick Chubb but it was just weird like you said Ryan it was just weird you know, I was being a little facetious when I sent that text because a lot of times I'll get texts from people saying the game is over the opposite way. Uh, and what was even bigger for me was that the Browns stopped the Steelers on the opening drive and then went down and got seven. And then the next um, – they were in position to go up 14 nothing actually, and they get the first and goal on the four, and, and yeah. they weren't able to finish that drive, which yeah, was a that disappointment. But, um, you know, everything was looking good, honestly, for the first 24. Well, almost 25 minutes of the game, it, it just looked like the Browns were just going to run away with this thing. And then I think it was on like a third and 11, Mason Rudolph hit a deep ball on the on the deep right. And, you know, the Steelers got a field goal out of that drive. But, it, it you know, I don't know what happened to the offense in, in the latter part of the second quarter. They just looked horrible. It was and, a really bad second quarter for sure. You know, it, it just goes to show you that um, there were times where the Browns were playing tentatively. And it looked like mentally that they felt like they had the weight of 18 years on them. It it really did. Now, I get what you're saying, Ryan. You know, Stefanski coming into the day was probably thinking to himself, okay, we may have to play the Steelers again next week. So maybe you don't want to show all your cards on the penultimate hand instead of the one where the pot, where, where all the chips are in the middle and it's all in. But that being said, we have to consider something else. Browns didn't get to practice most of this week. How many false starts did we have today? True. True. Yeah. You know, that doesn't happen if the you know because this is the last week of the season. You know that is a very good point. You know we had those we had those false start. We had at least three of them today. Yeah. Yeah. Batonio had two himself. Yeah, and he's normally really disciplined. Yeah. There's something about him in Pittsburgh though. Teller I don't had know what one it is. As well. yeah. yeah, I don't know if he gets Teller. antsy playing Pittsburgh. Teller had one. Yeah. Yeah. I thought Jed had one. Yeah. I could he be did. wrong. But, uh, but yeah, no, that's a very – you know, I didn't think about that during the game. We were just all, you know, we were all uh, uh, maligning the fact that it, it kept happening. But yeah. that's a very good point. I didn't even think about the fact that the Browns essentially didn't practice this week. They had so, one. They had one. Yeah, they had week. one. It was, I think it was Wednesday. So and, – and it was more of a walkthrough practice because that was the first day that the Browns had to close a facility and then open it up in the afternoon once they did contact tracing. That's a very good point. I didn't even think of that. No, I mean, it's it's just natural if you haven't practiced the last three days for the game that you're going to be a little bit rusty. Now, granted, the COVID situation wasn't as bad across the board as it was last week, but the fact that they had to close the facility on multiple days before the game was certainly not helpful. And I, I'm not making excuses for Stefanski or anybody on the coaching staff. I, I feel like 
they should have um, put this game away a lot sooner. I had I'd written on Facebook before the game, and I wish I would have come up with it yesterday because I would have posted it on LOTL.com for everybody. <laughs> but um, I, I really thought we were going to beat the snot out of Pittsburgh today. And, and honestly, we were up 24-9 early in the fourth quarter. I mean, everything looked like I was like, okay, we just stopped Pittsburgh on the next drive. This thing's done. And, and we had them at fourth and 10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's just a darn shame we didn't have Denzel Ward today because my goodness, that's we're missing I, him. That's why I pray our game is on Sunday because we'll have an opportunity. We're going to get BJ Goodson back hopefully. This was the second game he missed, and hopefully, you know, if he's not experiencing symptoms anymore, hopefully we'll get him back for the playoff. That's that's a big lift for our for our linebacking group because you know we're going to be out Malcolm Smith again next week. Um, but man, yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. Hopefully we get boy. I need to clear my throat. Excuse me. Yeah, hopefully we get uh, Denzel back because we need somebody else other than who we were having uh, defend Clay, uh, Chase Claypool to defend Chase Claypool because that was the entire Steelers offense was just chucking the ball up in the air and essentially playing jackpot. Yeah, and it worked. And, and, right. And I, I was tweeting out about this mid-game as well. We were really bad on third down. Against I mean horrible. I mean, we've been bad on third down all year. And like year. third yeah. and long almost every yeah, time. Yeah, third too. and third and seven, eight, ten. I mean, it was it was the it, Raiders game reincarnated. It was luckily for us today, bad. we were able to score more than six points. Right. <laughs> um, it's just the at the end of the day, Denzel makes a, a big difference. B.J. Goodson makes a big difference. Potentially Sendejo and Bryant. You know, Bryant not as much because we do have a pretty decent uh, tight end group at the moment. I'll, I'll say this: I want to give credit to uh, Njoku today. He had a, he played well. He played well, and he and and even the the throw the targets that went to him uh, that didn't result in completions. He caught the balls. It's just it wasn't a great accurate throw by Baker, so he was let out of bounds. Yeah, no, he um, he played great. I thought Njoku play. I, honestly, I, I I thought Njoku might have played his best game of the year. You could I certainly really say good. that. Yeah, Hooper Hooper, had, Hooper got back on track today. He had one, he early. had one drop, but he was he was definitely a safety blanket for Baker today. Yeah, and uh, Jarvis was doing Jarvis things. Yeah, I mean, again, I can't think of in a game with this much magnitude. I was so glad to see him get in the end zone. Oh man, albeit rushing, not receiving, but doesn't matter. Who cares? Yeah, and. He is, he is up there. There's a, there's a short list of people who are extremely and directly responsible for the culture of this team shifting and things turning around. Yeah. He he is he's the heart and soul. He of the football is one hundred percent at the top of that list. Yeah, he is just he's just a badass. He yeah. he cares and so much, yeah. and I I love and respect everything Wears about it on his, his, his game. Too. It gets him yeah. in trouble sometimes, and I I'll get, take it. I get though. it. Yeah, yeah. I it, right. Same thing. I, I would, you know, I I got on him a little bit for that taunting penalty he got against the Giants. That was that was a soft call too. Soft, though. very soft. I'm not disagreeing with that, yeah. but you know, I whatever. It didn't hurt us in the long. Well, it did because <laughs> Cody Parkey missed the extra point. But yeah, but in the grand scheme of things, I'll take that. You know, with Jarvis Landry, the pros enormously outweigh the cons. They're hardly. There are hardly any cons. That's the only thing is sometimes he lets the emotions get the better of him. But I like players who wear emotions on their sleeves rather than let it build up inside and then, you know, get into a fight on the, uh, you know, on the field, whatever. You know, Nick Chubb is the rare breed where nothing rattles him. Yeah. Most players that don't show emotion, it builds up inside them and eventually it comes out really badly. So 
you know, Jarvis is great, shows his emotion on the field. He's one of the leaders of the team. Um, and he is, without a doubt, the heart and soul of this football team. A receiver celebrating in the end zone after scoring a touchdown, that's like Miles Garrett jumping off sides. You know, yeah. it's going to happen every yeah. so Which often. But with, with all the big plays that he, he makes, it's like, right. you know, oh, well. I mean, ultimately missing the extra point that in a closer game, that could have been a problem. But, I mean, that game wasn't very close. So this was just released by the Browns. And I know we're kind of jumping all over the place, but I wanted to play uh, Coach Stefanski's uh, postgame presser again. This is uh, from the Browns' Twitter account. I had a tough game today, but he's the longest tenured Brown. You know, a lot more work to do, but hey, I appreciate being on a one team change with culture here, man. Yes, I appreciate that. Yes, sir. Jimmy has him. Get up here. There we go. Love for Jimmy. Talk, talk about talk about a family that's having a good month mm-hmm. in the last month. That was your head coach, your football team, after the game today. Again, credit to the Browns for uh, that video on their Twitter account. Uh, yeah, I uh, I thought it was great, the two game balls. One, guy who had a, admittedly had a tough game today, uh, but he's the longest tenured Brown, and he's the one, one of the few who have suffered through all the crap over the last, you know, five years, and to be able to persevere and get to this point. Um, I thought that was classy to give him the game ball, and then... I mean, the Haslam's are having the last 30 days for for that family. They're doing all right. Columbus winning the, crew, uh, winning the MLS know, Cup for yeah. the Columbus crew and now uh, taking the football team. And, you know, they've been much maligned the last several years, uh, you know, firing guys, hiring questionable guys, uh, doing all that, and uh, they finally got it right. And yeah. they've they've stepped out of the limelight. You don't hear them ever anymore. And that's the best, man. Oh, the it's best, the best. The best owners in sports put people who are one knowledgeable of not only about their craft but good at building culture. That's I know. I don't care how cliche or corny it is. That matters most of all. You hire have to right be able to get out of the way. Hire people who are going to hold uh, players and staff accountable. Hire people that aren't going to tolerate any BS. Build a system. And then you can go from there. Yep. You, you, it absolutely starts with the infrastructure. And now that they've got Andrew Barry and Stefanski, I mean, I know we're one year in. It's early. I feel really good about the actual the, – the, the bones of what's in place. And mm-hmm. like you said, they've stepped back. And they're not trying to do press conferences. And they're, right. they're not trying to influence – I mean, the whole Johnny Menzel draft fiasco. They're not trying to dictate draft picks. Like, just right. shut up and get out of the way. Yeah. Pay the bills. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'll tell you, a guy who's kind of been in the shadows that deserves a ton of credit for this is Paul D. Podesta. Absolutely. He tried telling us about Stefanski two years ago, and none of us wanted to listen. 
We're all like, oh, keep it together. Yeah, Freddie Kitchens, Freddie Kitchens. He eventually, he lost out to John Dorsey on that. It was a flaming disaster. And, uh, you know, credit to Jimmy Haslam. They went back to Deep Podesta, and they're like, hey, we screwed up. Let's bring in your guys. And it was not popular to start. Uh, it was funny. Um, me and my brothers were talking about my brother Mike, his last two tweets. His, la his uh, latest tweet was something about the game today, but his tweet before that, you have to go all the way back to January 12th, uh, 2020, which I believe was right around the day that Stefanski was announced as the new coach of the Browns, where he said, I hate the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> he was not a fan of the Stefanski hire, and he was he, – a lot of people were with him. And I, I'll be honest, I wanted Josh McDaniels over Kevin Stefanski. I was 100% wrong. Hot. Yeah. I was even thinking about Mike McCarthy. How wrong, how how wrong any wrong was that? He, I mean, he he. Dallas, who knows what they're going to do? He very well could be one and done in Dallas. It really could happen. That yeah. would be really unjust, in my opinion. It would given be. Losing I don't like. Really I don't. Did. I don't like one and dones uh, in 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 the coaching world. I admit. Um, the, which is know, funny because you're a Browns fan. It's happened multiple right. We've times. done it multiple times. We did it recently with, Ch with Chudzinski. We did it. We just did it Freddy. to Freddie. Yep. Um, and I'm sure there's more that I'm not thinking of. But yeah, I, it's just again, it goes back to the culture thing. It's really hard to to build a system and to be properly evaluated yeah. on the job you've done after yeah. just one season. And especially like you just mentioned, Steve, with the whole losing Dak. I mean, look at what that offense was before and after that injury. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, by the way, speaking of, um, you know, while we're talking about executives and things, I just saw that Mary Kay Cabot, not my favorite, but whatever, uh, she tweeted that the Panthers have actually put in a request to interview somebody in our organization. When's the last time we had somebody from Ooh, the front office? Is there a name? Yeah, VP of Football Operations, Quasi Adolfo Mensa. He came um, from, I think, I think he's the one that came from San Francisco. I believe so, or did he come from Philly with Barry? One of the two. It's one of the two. I forget where he came from, but he's another young guy who's been absolutely he's, – he's been a baller. Mm -hmm. um, they've done a great job together. I really hope uh, that it doesn't work out because I would love to keep that consistency. But, I mean, hey, kudos to him. I mean, I'm sure it's well-deserved. Look at what that organization's done in terms of drafting and free agency. And um, it's just weird. We haven't had anybody – poached from our system i mean like look at like look at the patriots it's how every every year there's some uh, you know assistant gm or some uh, position coach of some kind getting hired somewhere else in the league i mean they're like the farm system of of coaches and personnel um we're the exact opposite we're usually taking a flyer on somebody's quarterbacks coach because we're desperate or something mm -hmm. insane so i mean it's weird to be uh, in 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 the reverse situation on this one. Right. This could be the first time in two decades where the Browns have more of their executives and coaches get jobs elsewhere than the Patriots. Yeah. Very well could happen. Um, it's <laughs> so, wild. <laughs> so, shout out to uh, members only Dave who tweeted that playoff feeling and then tweeted a picture of Johnny Manziel partying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hashtag a-hole. Hey, speaking of past failures with the Browns, can somebody <laughs> ask Mike Holmgren for playoff tickets? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's his number? I gotta. I gotta get a call. Get a call for him. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Uh, so, um, I thought Baker played pretty decently. I thought he was a little jacked up to uh, start the game. A lot of his throws were high to start. Um, Where have I heard that before? Yeah. He really essentially got. He 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 got Donovan Peoples Jones hurt with that, with that uh, with that high throw he had to him. 
Um, hopefully he's okay. That guy, Peoples Jones, is really coming on, and uh, I am super excited for him uh, next year, uh, having a year under his belt. I think he can be a, a big player for the Browns. But hopefully he's okay. He tweeted uh, after the game. That's <laughs> a funny tweet. But they were at they, Steve. So Peoples Jones, they were, they were, uh, you know, concussion protocol and stuff with him trying sure. to figure out. And uh, he's like, I'm sure this wasn't really how it happened, but it's a funny tweet. He said that they were asking him uh, where he was, and he said the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That was funny. He's great, man. Yeah, yeah I love him. He's. He's well, looking a, like he's going to be a really solid steal. I'll tell you what, who pick. stepped up for stepped up big time for him in the second half was Kadero Hodge, who had a couple big catches mm-hmm. down the stretch. Yes, he did. Um, the catch he made down at the two yard line was ex- was excellent. Which one? He had two of them. Well, the um, one both was of the crossing over the middle drives. and yeah, the one over the middle. He had to, he had to reach back the opposite direction because yeah. the ball was behind him. Yeah. Um, I think the other one was was down toward the sideline. He's never going to be a guy that's going to show out, but man, that guy is just solid, yeah. solid. He's our best run blocking uh, wide receiver. Him and maybe Peoples Jones. The the block that uh, Peoples Jones threw on uh, Chubb's touchdown run. I love that. Got him into the end zone. That was one of my favorite parts of that run. Hundred percent. That was that was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um. Man, what a what a day. When you think about teams that win, especially teams in the AFC North that win, wide receivers that can block, block down the field yes. are massive. Pittsburgh's had it for forever. Baltimore usually has it. You know, I can't under overstate just how big that is. Yeah, hundred percent. Can't disagree with you. Um, I thought the defense played decently well, um, aside from uh, apparently our DBs don't know how to play jackpot. But uh, I mean, when you're I, going- think, I don't think our DBs know how to play football. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> you guys are gonna think I'm nuts, but. It's not all on the DBs. No, there were I know. some throws that Mason Rudolph just dropped in there. Like yeah. there were a couple where the where the, yeah. the, the the fourth down. I refuse touchdown. to give him credit because I think he's an asshole. But uh, yeah, he made some decent throws. You, you but, make a good but point. No credit to him. I definitely rag on the DBs hard. They actually made a couple quite really nice plays. There was um, I'm, and I I there was early in the game there was that one catch. Or it was almost a catch. Was it Mitchell, maybe, who popped it out at the last second? It was really early, early, early in the game. It was either Mitchell, Mitchell or Jackson. Um, I mean, any of any of the ones that were deep down the field were either Mitchell or Robert Jackson. Yeah, and a couple, I mean, a couple of times they got burned. You know, at the end of the day, they were they were playing jackpot. It was, yeah. and and part of that is that Mason Rudolph had had the time. That's that's on the flip side. That's not always on the DBs either. We got to get pressure, and that's going to come in the form of. We know that Miles is going to get double teamed. Oh, by the way, his lungs still aren't quite right yeah. from COVID. Somebody else has to find a way to step up. I thought I thought we blitzed a lot more in the second half, especially once Olivier Vernon went down. Hopefully, uh, just that, because yeah. we had to figure out a way to uh, generate pressure somehow. Because the the only way that they were going to be successful throwing the ball was just though was just that uh, throwing the ball deep down the field, jackpot throws, and the only way to get those to make those throws inaccurate was to pressure the quarterback. So there was a couple times where we did that. Uh, I know the interception was one where uh, Rudolph was hit when he threw the ball. Credit yep. to MJ Stewart for picking the ball off and returning. Good run back, too. Almost broke it, man. I know. I was like, that was almost oh, pick why six. couldn't you break it off? I know. He, he got clipped right at the end there. But, I mean, that was a, yeah, that's a great example. It, it was also interesting that they were rotating between Rudolph and Dobbs. So they, were, they brought in Dobbs yeah. for a, 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 clearly a couple different packages where they were doing a lot of like uh, run pass read. option, yeah. zone read type, yeah. uh, type of deal. Where he, and he had a couple nice runs himself. Um, 
you know, I, I was wondering about him because I knew he was on the roster still because um, he, he was their third quarterback instead of Duck Hodges, who became uh, pseudo-famous last year. Yep. And, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, the defense – we know what this team is. We yep. know what the offensive potential is, and we know what the defensive limitations are. Like, yep. no, nobody was surprised by that. Uh, it, it was upsetting uh, to see that – it got so close and stressful at the end, but quite frankly, that is kind of what we do. And, you know, it, it worked out. We, we, we were the, we were definitely doing the bend, but don't break thing again. We did For that sure. with, uh, we forced a couple field goals. So like they were driving on us and I was just losing my mind. And then they stepped up when their backs were against the wall. Yeah. There's nothing quite like forcing the opponent to kick a field goal in the red zone instead of scoring a touchdown. Like that is demoralizing. And that happened to us earlier in the game yeah. too. And so, you know, we had multiple opportunities where we could have really screwed the pooch and, and they back against the wall. They found a way to figure it out and force three points instead of seven. And that's that's ultimately the game changer. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's where the game actually started to change was that that second scoring drive we had where Pittsburgh didn't allow us to get into the end zone. Yep. I thought that gave him a little bit of confidence. If we go up 14 nothing there, the game probably is Yeah, over. And, and then they hit the long ball on the next drive. You know, Even though that didn't get them to the end zone, it made it a one-score game. Right. Now, and it was mostly a one-score game the rest of the way, although the turnover that we had ma- ended up making it two scores. But ultimately, the stops they had in which, the red zone which early. We, which we didn't know uh, until the end. We needed that so bad, that turnover. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, Difference in the game, really. You know, I, I had I had texted that when they went up 24-9, like the Steelers weren't going to get to 24. They almost did. I mean, they you came were, within that two-point conversion of getting to yeah, it. Yeah, you were right. But, you, uh, were right. you know. Which, uh, yeah, but – this is proof that that Miles Rudolph is an a hole on that two point conversion <laughs> on that on on that uh, on that two point uh, conversion play when uh, he was he was complaining to get the uh, pi call. It's like, bro, you threw it over his head. Like it wasn't a catchable ball. It wasn't it wasn't pi. It wasn't defensive holding. You just flat out missed the throw. Don't bitch to the refs. And that's what he did. And that's why he's our uh, hashtag a hole of the game. Hashtag. <laughs> We should start doing that next season. We got to do an, a hashtag oh, yeah. a hole of the game. Oh, yeah. I like that. That's good. That, that's kind of like when Steve's new... uh, Parkview Homes smart ass of the game, yeah. smart ass of the game, or whatever. I Allegedly, think... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Outside of football, put whatever happened last year aside. Put all of today's game aside. Mm-hmm. Does anybody? Have a more punchable face than Mason Rudolph. Oh God, he just looks like such a smug douchebag. Yep, he yep, just yep, does. Yep. I just and it's Ugh. funny for me to say that because I'm all of five eight on a good day. He probably towers over me and could yeah, kick my ass. He's like six four. But God, he just looks like such a whiny asshole. Yep. I don't know. I just don't like he, the guy. Uh, but I'm still sour, and it is what it is. I could admit. The, uh, the it, it I was, could admit why. <laughs> it, was, it was interesting, and now it's, hopefully we can move past it. Yeah, uh, Miles, Miles, and uh, Mason Rudolph. Looked like they buried the hatchet, so to speak, after the game. Uh, Daryl Ryder tweeted out pictures of them dapping each other up after the game. So hopefully that's in the past. Um, that was it was just an ugly situation. You know we hate on we hate on Mason Rudolph. You know hopefully now we can just hate on Mason Rudolph because he's a terrible quarterback, even though he threw for 300 yards today. But that was against you know JV uh, DBs. Yeah, it almost makes it seem like having Ben Roethlisberger. If we have Denzel <laughs> Ward back next week, it really. I mean, could Pittsburgh do even better in the passing game next week? I mean, I guess they could, but see, I, don't, I mean, they hit us with a lot today. I don't know. See, I, I even with Ben was essentially the only player that they sat 
uh, him and Pouncey were the only players they sat on offense. Yeah. I don't see their I'm offense more, really being that. Like I don't. I'm more worried about who was out on the defensive side. T.J. Watt. Right. And, but but I'm, but what I'm saying is, does does the Steelers' offense look that much better next week with Ben in there as opposed to Mason Rudolph uh, threw for 300 yards? I mean, unless if they and can two touchdowns. Like, um, Unless they can run the ball like you know better than they have for but that's the, the last thing two months. they they rushed for eighty five yards today their season average this year is eighty four point three they yeah. they rushed for their season average so where's the difference going to come I guess I guess Ben is more like now in his career especially you know shorter dink and dunk so maybe they sustain a few more drives with first downs stuff like that I guess and maybe they don't hit the long balls over the top but. I don't see where the Steelers' offense gets much better. You are right, Steve. I They are going to have a lot of their defensive guys, except Joe Hayden. Joe Hayden's still going to be out because of COVID. Uh, he will oh, he doesn't, play. even if our game's even Sunday? Even if it's on Sunday, because he tested positive, like, I think yesterday? I, and yesterday. I tell you what, I hate yeah. that for him. I'm not mad about it as a Browns fan playing the Steelers, because you know that's better for us, but, yeah. like, Joe Hayden's still a guy that I like and root for. I love Joe Hayden when he played for the Browns. He plays for the Steelers. This is like the whole thing with me, like with Lamar Jackson, and, mm-hmm, and don't mm-hmm. get me started with Juve. Hey, Corvette, Corvette. Like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> if, if if Juju Smith-Schuster played for the Jaguars and was doing that, fine. I don't care. Right. doesn't matter. He's playing for the Steelers. That's why I hate Lamar Jackson. I'm going to be rooting. If it turns out that the Titans and the Ravens have a rematch uh, this week of the playoffs next year, I will be the biggest Titans fan not in Nashville. I mean, I'm I, I'm with you. I, I 100% get it. I agree. Yeah. I just it's because they play for like like Jordan always says, "Oh, he's such a likable guy." Like I get that, but he plays for my arch rival. I I don't care how likable he is. Mm-hmm. If Russell, I'd love Russell Wilson. If he played for the Steelers, I'd hate his guts. Yeah, like in the Ohio State example, J.K. Dobbins. <clears throat> you know, yeah. he was one of the most likable yeah. guys on. I rooted, State. loved I, him at Ohio State. Yeah. I he's now on hate him with the Ravens. And, and on the day of the NFL draft, we're like, oh, why did Baltimore have to end up with J.K. Yeah. Dobbins? But like. Sorry. Same, yeah, same thing happened with uh, Ryan Shazier when he got drafted by the Steelers a couple years ago. Yeah. I, you know, went from loving the guy to thinking, uh, crap, he's going to ruin now, my day. Now, now it's a little I – mean, I mean, the guy has a life-threatening injury that Oh, that yeah. I mean, now it's like, okay. Yeah. And also because he's never going to play again. He's a, so it's he's like, a great okay. story, too. Yeah, like his, his comeback story, the I love that. The fact that he's walking again Miracle, is dude. incredible. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Browns are playing the playoffs. They I are. can't believe I'm saying this. Yeah, I was 12 the last time. I'll say this to you guys. I actually feel better about next week's game than I did this week's game. Oh, my God. I, I'm absolutely the opposite. Yeah, I, I feel terrible. I feel terrible. There's Here, two- here's, here's why. Here, here's, my, here's my thinking. The Heinz Field mystique goes out the window. There's no fans. I don't care. The, the Heinz Field thing, whatever. That's not going to play in a factor of whether we win or lose. The Browns next week are going to be playing with absolutely zero pressure on them. They, they, the, this football team this week played like they had the weight of the world on their shoulders this week, trying to trying to break this eighteen year old eighteen year old playoff drought, the 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 Brown Steelers curse of playing this team at the uh, the last week of the season. And I'll tell you this: the Browns and Baker Mayfield play so much better when they are the underdog as opposed to when they are the favorite. The Browns were ten point favorites today. Vegas was thinking that the Browns were going to clean the Steelers' clocks because the Steelers weren't playing any of their players. I'm raising my hand because that's what I thought would happen too. Right. I, well, I did too. 
I didn't. <laughs> well, well, yeah. I, I'm actually, I'm actually glad that you disagree. That's with me That's usually on a this. good sign. <laughs> I'm glad that you disagree with me on this because yeah. that means you're going to pick the Steelers next week. Yeah. And so uh, uh, that that's good news for the Browns. That is that's a good thing. So here's the thing. You're you're not. I know what you're saying because you're. I, I agree with you that we usually play better. Caveat. When, caveat. Hmm. If uh, Nick Chubb gets 13 carries again next week, all bets are off because. Uh, I, yeah. That, then I'll be at Stefanski's throat. That's too few. That is that is definitely too few touches. Um, so I, I agree with you that he, the whole team, Baker especially, plays better with that chip, with that underdog. You know, I, I get that. My thing is this: you made a, a good argument that the the offense, the Pittsburgh offense, is not going to look radically different. I would say from this week to next week, um, but the defense will, and that's sure. that's what scares me. If we can find a way to get that early lead like we've done all year if we find a way to get the early lead and then just run the hell out of the ball I feel a lot more confident but the combination of I don't think we're going to get that early lead at least a big one mm-hmm. and the combat uh, in addition to the play calling has been weird lately I just I don't know how we're going to figure out that defense because yeah. That defense is pretty nasty. And I know that Pits- Pittsburgh has been stumbling the past few weeks. They're definitely kind of backing their way into the playoffs as opposed to, you know, peaking at the right time at like a la Buffalo, heck, even Baltimore, you could mm-hmm. argue. Um, so, I, you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm, I'm, I'm wrong in that we take advantage and we get a big lead early. I don't know. It's possible. But there's just something about that defense that just scares the crap out of me, and I don't, I don't feel good. It's completely warranted. The first time we played the Steelers in October, that defense completely owned our offense. Again, though, so yeah. we're di- we're, three, we're different teams from that. Three of that time, three though. of their potential best players on defense still aren't going to play next week. Bud Dupree's not going to play. Devin Bush is not going to play. Joe Hayden's not going to play. Yeah. Those three guys not going to play. They're going to get T.J. Watt back. Sure, they're going to get Cam Hayward back. Yes. Minka Fitzpatrick played today. That's their best player on defense. In True, my Minka did play, which was and weird. Him, him all those guys Watt. rested. Those are two guys. Minka played today, and so. Higgins burned him pretty good down the sideline. Agreed. On one now, play, now he's which a great, was nice. Now he's a great player. He had a PBU on a potential uh, touchdown throw to Njoku in the end zone. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I, I, I don't feel. I don't fear. The Steelers, that, I, I think the Browns are going to play loose next week. I don't think they're going to play tentative. I think they're going to play loose. I thought they'd play tentative today. I, there's there's no there's going to be no pressure on the Browns this week. None whatsoever. I think uh, they're going to look better just because hopefully, God willing, with COVID, they're going to get a full week of practice. I think that's going to help them. Can't hurt. <laughs> uh, I, we're going to get B.J. Goodson back, which is great for the defense. Hopefully we get Denzel back, which would be which would be great. Uh, there was some tweet by Greedy Williams today saying that he might come back and play next week. Obviously, yeah. that was probably facetious, but whatever. I mean, who knows what the heck he could do? But uh, he's he he's a good player when he's healthy. But he's got that soft. I mean, he's got that degenerative nerve issue in his shoulder that just won't allow him to play. I just don't understand it. I, I don't know. I mean, I, is it career threatening at this point? I have no idea. You could argue maybe that. it is. I mean, I but, feel bad because a kid. Talented, yeah. ton right. of promise, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I, listen. Baker Mayfield with no, pr- nope. Now, not to say he's not going to get like pressure during the game, like in his face. I'm saying like, okay, the Browns got to the playoffs. You know, the media is not going to be down his neck. The, uh, you know, all this. He's not going to be have a bunch of outside noise pressure on him. 
Um, and he's going to be the underdog. Baker Mayfield is at his best when people are doubting him and he's the underdog. True. Very true. Um, I think he's going to have a good game. I think Stefanski's not going to be a nitwit, and he's going to give Nick if, if Nick Chubb – Nick Chubb needs 25 carries in this playoff game. I think if that happens, I, I give the Browns a decent shot to win the game. I I would agree with I that, I could be a actually. homer. I, I could just be a ridiculous no, homer. I, I just – I don't think – I feel so much better. I Man, it, it would have been – and credit to Stefanski, they ended up winning the game, which is all that matters. This would have been so Browns for them to come out, come out flat, lay an egg, and lose this game and not get in the playoffs. It would have been so Browns. But they didn't. I think the fact that they won this game, they're not going to have pressure on them. Baker plays better when he's an underdog. I think, uh, guys, I think the rivalry with the Steelers is back. Especially. I hope. We're going to play them in the playoffs. Uh, We just beat them to get to the playoffs. You know, we've beaten them a few times in recent years. The, the the biggest hurdle now to make this game and this rivalry back on is we need to beat Ben. I remember was, last year we last year the game we beat the Steelers, Ben did not play. Ben did not play today. We haven't played we lost to Ben this year. Oh, and that's gonna be Pittsburgh. the argument about the I guess the asterisks on this game is that they were sitting a couple you know, right. starters, offensive and defensive, right. mostly but defense. We get a chance to prove ourselves the very next week because we yeah. get to play them. So it's like th- that's one of the things why like a bunch of the Browns guys were like doing the Corvette thing in the locker room and like again, I don't mind it because of the trash talking and, and that aspect. In my mind, you didn't really beat the Steelers just yet. No, yes, we've got a ton right. of injuries of our own. I understand right. that. But like whenever a team is uh, healthy scratching their starting quarterback getting ready for the playoffs like you're not really playing that team just yet so yep. like I love the fact that they're they're chirping more they're they're standing up for themselves more they're, there's a little bit more of that back and forth our play is right. is ultimately you can talk all you want but if you get your ass kicked on Sunday it doesn't matter right. and so they're they're stepping up their their, their the play chirping so. is good now because we've proved it and we're in the playoffs right Rather than last year when we chirped all off season and then got our asses kicked yeah, against Tennessee went, went in week six one. and ten, and then went six and ten. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I hope uh, this Baker Mayfield shows up. I don't know what that means. I just want Baker to show up like he's Stone Cold Steve Austin and just raise some hell, open up a can of whoop ass. That'll work. Hopefully the glass shattering is him breaking across the goal line. That's right. How about that, by the way? How about uh, Stefanski calling a quarterback sweep to get the first down to essentially ice the game? You know, they didn't go dig very deep into the playbook today, but they dug a little bit that time. And I'm glad <laughs> yeah. that they did because that was, well, again, the play to, to clinch the game. Yeah, it was third and two, and they lined up in shotgun again. And I'm like, what are they doing? And, and Chubb wasn't on the field for that play either. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing was all of Twitter going bananas about the run game, and then we ended up calling design runs to Jarvis Landry and Baker Mayfield. I'm like, you wanted run game, assholes? You get run game. Yeah. Here you go. Right. It's, that's like when uh, you want McDonald's on the way home when you're a kid, and your mom's like, we have dinner at home, and, yeah, right. and, and it's just like broccoli from four nights ago. You're like, oh, <laughs> damn. Damn it. Fine. That's some stinky-ass <laughs> broccoli. I want chicken nuggets from, yeah, from, here, from here, Wendy's. Give me some nuggets. They've got four-week-old uh, Dino Nuggets from like, oh. yeah, exactly. From so fuck. that's like that's like Baker Mayfield Great running value brand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Walmart. <laughs> We've got month-old Walmart <laughs> brand Nuggets not, at home. Not even Tyson. Great value. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let's hope Baker's more Tyson brand. I don't know. 
Baker had the wheels, by the way. I forget um, I forget when it was in the game, but he had like the whole left side of the field. He ran like out. Watching him scamper. One of the biggest plays in the game. He, I tell you what. That scramble was he, one of the biggest plays in the game. It was huge, and he's definitely not one of the fastest guys out there. But He's he not, had, but he's sneaky yeah. like back there. Like he's mm-hmm. he's a guy that can, you know, he, he does a very good job of maneuvering inside of the pocket, and then, you know, he's able to get out. And once he gets out, like if he can get vertical, if you're – if you're a linebacker tracking him sideline to sideline, it's a lot easier. But when he turns the corner and gets vertical, I mean, he's, you know, he's not slow. I mean, he ran a 4.8 in the 40. Oh, no, I'm not saying he's he's definitely not slow. Yeah. Um, Hold on a second, guys. We're going to Pittsburgh. We're playing at Heinz Field in the playoffs for the first time in 18 years. I better not see any Walmart nuggets. I better not even <laughs> see some Tyson nuggets. I need some freaking Chick-fil-A nuggets from Baker Ooh, Mayfield. There he we, goes. That's what we need to win yes, the game. Sir. Period. Yes, sir. Shout out Chick Fil A, man. There's one yeah. going in right by right by my house. Oh, there you go. Yeah, winning. How yeah. nice is it, by the way? So the, this is round about the time where like we've covered the game, pros, cons, things we liked and like, and now we have to do around the league, hoping like hell that something else happens in our favor. Right. We don't have to worry about that right now. Fantastic. The the around the NFL could have happened last yeah. week if, yeah. if COVID didn't try and ruin our well, season. And it could absolutely could have also happened if we had, had squeaked out Monday Night Football too. I mean, there, oh, was, there was a couple. Today would have been for the division. Couple could have, would have, should have. But um, oh, you know, at the end of the day, today would have been for the division. Well, Pittsburgh won last week. They came back on Indy. Well, I'm saying if we beat Baltimore and then beat the Jets, no matter what Pittsburgh did, today would have been. For the oh, division. oh, you're talking all the way back. You're right. Yeah, right. correct. That would have been crazy, and we and we would be well. Steelers wouldn't have sat anybody, but. right? You never know, though. You never know. That would have been pretty wild. A um, couple games that are interesting right now. Jacksonville, they're not. I mean, they're they're flirting with it. Um, Indy's got the ball and is driving at the moment, but it's twenty to fourteen. It's a wow. close. It's a closer game than I would have Shout thought. Shout out to Jax for uh, coming yeah. back. I mean, I. I sneakily thought that they were going to play this game tough just because they had the number one pick sewed up. It doesn't matter what happened. Right. And if they could play spoiler for a division rival, right. why not? Right. Um, Chicago's keeping it close on Green Bay right now. Sorry, Steve, I'm stealing your deal right now. I'm just looking at the scores. <laughs> I just kind of well, launched right good, into that. Yeah. yeah, let's do it. Let's go around. The, yeah. Officially, let's go around the league. Yeah, I mean, as you said, the Colts are leading the Jaguars 20-14 to 14, uh, late in the third quarter. Jaguars have the ball. They're currently backed up in their own territory with 146 left in the third um, and again, and then, if you're listening to this, we are in. We are locked into the sixth seed. None of these games matter, but they matter for seeding for for other situations. Basically, this game matters for the to seven seed in the AFC. If Indianapolis wins, they'll get it. If they were to lose to Jacksonville, then Miami they're gets it, right? yeah, the the Dolphins would get in instead. Uh, that'd be the Jaguars doing their neighbors from Florida a big solid there. Yeah. Um, as Ryan alluded to, in Chicago, the Packers, who are trying to clinch the number one seed in the, the NFC, pa- the Packers. they're leading the Bears by five. That's at the end of the third quarter right now. Bears have the ball on the Packers' side of the field, however. So uh, Bears need this one as well because a win, and they are in. Granted, they could also – I believe they could also go through if they lose, but the Cardinals also lose. Right now the Cardinals are losing to the Rams 15-7. to That's also at the end of the third quarter. Uh, if all of these results were to hold as of now, the Rams would be the sixth seed in the NFC, the Bears would be the, the seventh seed, and the Cardinals would be out. How crazy is it that the Cardinals are losing to the Rams, who are led by John Wolford? John Wolford, who's never started in an NFL game. It's his first start, and it's in a like a do-or-die playoff-type game. 
That's crazy. I mean, the Cardinals only have seven points. They got to find a way to stinks. They, they need to find a way to put some points on the board. But uh, yeah, those are some of the bigger games. Coming also, now. also, can we can we stop with the Kyler Murray is better than Baker Mayfield is the is the better Oklahoma Heisman quarterback? Can we stop with this nonsense? Yeah, false. Stop. I mean, do people really say that? Is that people a lot? were at the beginning? Well, well uh, admittedly, Kyler Out in was NFC West circles. They no, well, say Kyler that. was putting up big numbers at the beginning of the year, but you know. I mean, maybe it's because Baker's got a better head coach because Cliff Kingsbury stinks. I mean, Baker, we, we were talking about this earlier too. I mean, Baker's got 26 touchdowns on the season to eight interceptions. He he was if he didn't lead the league last year in interceptions, it was maybe only behind like Jameis Winston or somebody. Yeah, that was that was and, yeah exactly he was and, second most. Yeah, and he went <laughs> Jameis through 30 interceptions, yeah, and he had eight. He had single digit interceptions this eight. year. That's crazy. He, 14 his rookie year. I think 21 last 21, year. 21, maybe more. I don't even know. I think it was 21. Uh, yeah, because he had, he had one more touchdown than interception, 22 to 21. And then he, he knocked it down to eight, which is which is – I, I thought uh, if, if you just look at, like, Kirk Cousins uh, with Stefanski, it's about the same. Now, I expect – you know, Kirk Cousins has hit his ceiling. And that's basically Baker Mayfield's season this year. That's the Kirk Cousins ceiling. I expect Baker to be better next year uh-huh. and the years after that. We have to remember, and I harped on it all season with this guy. And you're totally right. I know fourth what you're coach in yeah. three years. Can you imagine how much better Baker is going to be next year? He gets he gets an entire off season with the same system. He's never had that in the NFL so far. And almost never. And, and almost the entirely same personnel. Yeah, hundred percent. Couple pieces here and there, maybe. Right. But they got to figure out the OBJ piece. They really do. Because I think they were pretty close to figuring it out before he went down. I, honestly, I, mean, I agree with you. I mean, yeah. they were. He was pretty bad in the in the opener against Baltimore. But granted, the whole team was. Yeah. You know, after that, I mean, these well, they gosh, he almost single handedly won the Dallas game for us. Right. Right. But that was. Yeah, he he rushed for a touchdown. That wasn't from Baker, and he caught a touchdown pass from Jarvis. Baker did throw him one touchdown pass, but um, but yeah, the, the, that's something they got to figure out. Either you move on from OBJ, and you're hoping to get as much you can from him, or hopefully, and this is my preferred because I like to keep as much talent as possible. You figure out a way to make it successful. You just you, you figure out a way, and I'm confident in the guys that we have between Alex Van Pelt and Kevin Stefanski. Remember. We're in COVID year, so we didn't have a regular training camp. We didn't have an off season for these guys to get on the field and actually figure stuff out. They just kind of went on to the field this season with OBJ and just won it. You know, Baker, you could see, had success with uh, Jarvis because this is now three years he's played with Jarvis. Like, they have that, you know, kinship to where they can, you know, they, they know what's expected between the two of them. Uh, Baker and OBJ haven't, haven't developed that yet. But, again, I'm – I just wanted to make the the point that you know this is the baseline for what Baker can be with Stefanski. The first year in the system in a COVID pandemic year where you're having virtual meetings and all this. It's only going to go up from here. Hashtag better than Kyler Murray. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, anyway, looking further down the board here, um, the Tennessee Titans can clinch the AFC South with a win today, or if Indianapolis loses. They're currently leading Houston 31-21. to That's got about three minutes left in the third quarter. Uh, so it's looking pretty strong for them. If that result holds, then Tennessee will play Baltimore in the first round of the playoffs next week. Baltimore crushed Cincinnati 38-3 to today. 
Uh, Bengals had actually been looking pretty good the last few weeks, but they clearly mailed this one in. Uh, a couple games that don't really matter. The Vikings defeated the Lions 37-35. The Patriots defeated the Jets 28-14. How fun is it that the Patriots are playing a meaningless game? I know. Has Adam Gase been fired yet? Not yeah, but it's probably, I mean, <laughs> any moment now. Yeah, we'll see if he even makes it to Black Monday. I highly doubt it. I, I would, <laughs> excuse me, I wouldn't be shocked if that already happened. By the way, I feel like I haven't played this enough today. <laughs> we'll see you next weekend, Schittsburg. Sorry, had to do it. Of greater importance inside the AFC East, Buffalo dropped 56 they dropped on Miami a, today. They dropped a burger on the Dolphins. Yikes. A burger was dropped on the fish. I had said for weeks there was no way Miami was going to Buffalo and winning a game in Buffalo in January. It's hard and no. That it's, is a hard pass. I, I've, <laughs> I, I've maintained this now for a couple weeks. Is, is, there, is Buffalo the only team that you guys could see potentially beating the Chiefs out of both conferences? I of, could see Green Bay doing it. But that's okay. but that's it. Uh, the, yeah, I those... would put it past the way Aaron Rodgers is playing. But I there's a couple. I'd put the Packers and the Saints. The Saints caveat is what are what's Drew Brees' rib situation going to look like? If 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 he's healthy, he's just so old at this point. He's hurt. He's banged up. Here's a big thing about the Saints. They're not going to get that bye week, and Alvin Kamara is not going to play next week. Correct. Maybe maybe not. It's interesting you mentioned the Saints. The Saints are beating up on the Panthers 26-7 to Oh, that's right. right. The Bears are keeping the it close. The Saints, if they win today, then they're going to be looking at what happens in Chicago. Again, uh, last check, again, the Bears were down by five. They are still down by five. They're currently driving. Wow. So a Bears victory coupled with the Saints win, they get the one seed. That would be massive for New Orleans. Not only do they get the bye, but that means right. they don't have to play in Seattle. They don't have to play in Green Bay. Uh-huh. You know, They right. won't have to play in cold weather and or outside before the Super Bowl. If they don't get the bye, I think they're a prime candidate to win a wild, to lose in Wild Card Weekend because Alvin Kamara is not going to play next week. Yeah, another huge point. He tested positive for COVID yesterday. He's not going to play. Yeah. The guy only had six touchdowns in his last game. Before and cre- by the way, credit to the- credit to them for winning because much like how we were against the Jets, they're playing without a running back today. Mm-hmm. All of their running backs were deemed close contacts to Kamara. I guess if you're Sean Payton, the game plan today was pass, 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 pass. Well, touchdown. right. And, Probably and some Taysom you know, Hill nonsense. None, I mean, none of us have watched a single snap of that game, but I would imagine Taysom Hill's probably got a decent amount of carries. That, too. It's good to have a T- Tim Tebow-esque guy as your backup quarterback. You mean a quarterback that isn't a quarterback? Yeah, right. All right, let's go back to Miami real quick while we're on that note. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just – I'm not a Tua guy. I, neither I'm, am I. I'm just I, not. I, neither am I. I, just, I, I, don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. How do you – I have do, more arm strength than Tua. I don't understand how a, a head coach can, can tell people with a straight face that he's my quarterback – and he said he made some like analogy to like having a relief pitcher in baseball, and I'm like, right. at the end of the day, your starting quarterback is that's the leader like, of your team. Right. That's like a college thing. That it's just a weird mentality to have, where like this is our starting quarterback until shit actually hits the fan, and then I'm going to bring in the real guy. Right, and the only reason why I it's don't... worked is because John Gruden's a moron. <laughs> <laughs> it's honestly worked because yeah. the Dolphins' defense has been one of the best in the league. Their no, defense. And then no, on a day like this, John Gruden is a moron. <laughs> he is a moron. The fact both, that they both the can fact be true. That they pissed that game away <laughs> last week. I mean, I mean, we talked about Greg Williams throwing an all-out blitz. The fact that they, the fact that the freaking 
uh, Raiders ran cover two on that play where Ryan Fitzpatrick just threw up the ball to the sidelines and got face masked, and the guy was the tight end was wide open on the sidelines. Oh God! If that it's game not- came back, if that game came back to screw us. I would be on a anti-John Gruden rant for the rest of my life. Yeah, I, I'm sure. But the lucky thing is that Miami's gotten their just desserts today. That's right. They, they may still back in somehow if Jacksonville can pull off a game against Indy, but uh, who knows. In other related NFC stuff, the, the Buccaneers defeated the Falcons 44-27. to That means that they will be the number five seed. Sorry. They'll be, they'll be the number five seed in the NFC. That means that they will be waiting to see which sad sack team ends up winning the NFC East later tonight. Because the NFL, for some reason, felt the need to put the NFC East, their worst division in football, on display for Sunday night tonight. Uh, or, you know, Walmart in, brand chicken nuggets all over the, again. Oh, it definitely is. <laughs> the first game of the day involving NFC East teams, the Giants defeated the Cowboys 23-19. Oh, to we got a 23-19 over here. We got a 23-19. I, I, I wish I had that sound drop. <laughs> 23-19. Monster Zinc. Amazing movie. Um, so the Giants are now waiting with bated anticipation to see if the Eagles can do them a solid tonight and beat the football team. So just to recap that real quick, if if the football team wins, they're in. They're in. They yeah, control they their the division. That's right. And if they lose, it's going to be the Giants. Yes. At 6-10. and 10. At 6-10. and 10. Mm-hmm. We're, the, we're in we third almost, in our division at 11-5. and five. We almost didn't get in. with If, if we would have lost today, we, we probably don't get in with 10 wins. Oh, my God. Yeah, uh, great likelihood. <laughs> and in the NFC, there's going to be a division winner with the, 10, potentially, uh, with, with 10 losses. Or 6-10. and 10, They will be not only in the playoffs, but hosting I mean, either, a playoff game. Either way, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Either way, a team with a losing record is going to not just be in, but host a game. I'll, I'll say this, though. I hope they win. Washington, <laughs> with that defense and Alex Smith coming back, they could beat. I, I mean, I don't know who they're going to play, but they're going to host a playoff game. They could They could win. That's craziness. Especially because Tampa's got to go north to play. Yeah. You know, Who's gonna be, that's, that's Tampa, a big – Is that I mean, who they'll play probably? Yeah. The Tampa's lo- so Tampa's mm-hmm. locked into the five Tampa's seasons. locked in. So Tampa, who, by the way, lost Mike Evans today, potentially. I don't know what the extent of that knee injury Ooh. was. I don't know if you saw that, but Mike Evans. Non- non-contact, kind of slid. That, that the nervous. Oh, gosh, just non- like Beckham earlier. Yeah. yeah, whenever you see non-contact like that, it makes you nervous for whatever kind of weird in- internal damage there is. So, I mean, they've still got a, a wealth of um, offensive assets, but still, that's a big loss. Um, Titan Tom's going to have to come out and, and oh play really well to overcome that. Anyway, so if you look at the bracket, as it stands right now, and this could change based on some of the games, but if you look at NFC, you're looking at Tampa and then either Washington or New York. You're looking at the Rams as the six. You're looking at Seattle three. And then you're looking at right now it would be the Bears seven versus the Saints two. Now, depending on that Bears game, that could really flip. That could put Green Bay in that spot. Can the the Bears get in with a loss today? They can if Arizona loses. And Arizona is now down by 11. Okay. To the Rams. So that's why, I, as we were recording, I was looking and Big Cat was freaking out about the Rams. Uh, uh, I guess the Rams got a pick six or something oh, like no. about ten minutes ago. So that's probably why they're up eleven now. So if the Rams, oh, if so the Rams, that, oh, win, so that's good for him. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yes. If the Rams yeah, win, yeah. the Bears are in no matter what. And then over on the AFC side again, you got what, assuming Indianapolis holds on and beats Jacksonville, they will f- go to Buffalo. The Browns will go to Pittsburgh and. 
assuming Tennessee holds on wins their game. In fact, the Titans just, excuse me, the Texans just found the end zone, so it's now 31-28 in that game. Titans hang on there. They will be the fourth seed. They'll be hosting Baltimore. If either of those AFC South games flip, then you're going to have some different scenarios there. Miami could be in. Tennessee could even lose the division title on the final day and end up in the wild card spot instead. Yeah. So, all right. So, is our game the only one that's set in stone? Uh, I mean, Tampa's locked in at this point. I believe the Rams are too, but, but they don't full, know who they're playing. Their full matchups have not been locked right. in yet. Yeah. Okay. So, I don't think there's any universe in which we can climb to five. We can't no, get that. Yeah. We our, can't our, get that high. I know our game. Not. Yeah. I know yeah. our game is locked. I just wasn't sure if there was another game. I don't think so. So Mine's let's not. let's do it. Let's let's do. Hey. Playoff predictions. Let's do it. Oh, boy. I guess nobody wants to be first. Okay. I'm not gonna, you, um, you, already, you already know what I'm saying. Fine. <laughs> well, let's get yours out of the way then. Let's first. get it out of the way. Is there, wait, is there, so, so is there a line yet on that on the Browns playoff? Four and a half. Four and a half. Okay. For It's got to be Steel for Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah, there's no way. I was going to say. That's that's generous of Vegas. Um, yeah. I, I, oh, man. I think we're going to lose. Yeah, we, we lose. Um, I think that... Getting Denzel back would be great, but it's still an if. I guess do us that, a favor, NFL, and put that game on Sunday, I know, please. That's the thing. Um, I don't care if it's the one o'clock game on Sunday. Actually, I, I, I hope that's it's the, the one most game. likely slot that I think it's going to be in one yeah. o'clock Sunday. Yeah. Um, there's a couple guys that we want to get back. Olivier Vernon question mark on that ankle. Yeah. Um, he's been his, his, the yet. second half of his season. You know, we we were on him early. The second half of his season has been spectacular. Um, especially with Garrett not being at full strength. So blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm kicking the can down the road. I, I really just don't think that our defense – I think it will be a good game. I think that Baker, like you said, will play great given the fact that there's not as much pressure. I just think that we're too deep into our second Funny and third. Funny too, right? Like the, I'm, I'm saying the playoff game is not going to be – Right, pressure. I know. But I, I agree with the logic on how, on how you got there. And I just think that we're – yeah, we're too deep into our second and third string on defense at too many positions to really honestly have a shot. I think that against a really good team that those, I mean, those wide receivers, they have a lot of drops. I mean, if they get the dropsies and they get the yips again, you're, you guys very well could be right. Well, I'm assuming you guys are going to say win. So we'll get, maybe we'll get there. We'll see. Um, I just, unless they fall apart and drop a bunch of passes and there's some crazy fluky stuff. I just think that our defense is clearly the, the Achilles heel of this team and that we just don't have enough. I don't think that we get blown out. Uh, and I sure as hell hope we win, but I, I, I see us coming up short. Score prediction? Ooh. Um, Four and a half. We're going to cover? No. I say we lose by like a touchdown. Like I could see 28 21, like in the upper 20s that we allow. I'll say this okay. it's really going to hurt to lose to the Steelers in the playoffs if we do. If it's 28 21, it's not going to. The only way that I'm going to really be upset is if we just get our doors blown off. Yeah, yeah. If we if we clearly look it, like we don't belong, like we that would don't hurt. Belong, that yeah. would hurt. That would that would suck. That really would. Yeah, like twenty eight, twenty one, or. Uh, but but I, I say that now. But I'll tell you what. If, if what happens this Saturday or Sunday hap- happens like what happened in two thousand two, where we have a like a nineteen point lead going into the fourth quarter Ugh. and we lose, I. I'm, I've, I've said it. I'm going to jump off the bridge. <laughs> Say hello to 480. Yeah. Well, I will. Th- I will be gone by yeah. five o'clock. Well, that's that's an inside joke. Yeah. You guys don't know. Well, let's stop talking about the hypothetical, Dan. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen? Oh, oh, I was going to go last. Steve put me on the spot. 
You guys don't know what I'm gonna say. I know. So let's let's. Oh, you think you know what I'm gonna say? I think I do. <laughs> let's pause for effect here. <laughs> Dramatics. Hold for applause. Hold for greater applause. Browns are gonna win. I think the Browns win 28-24. Uh, I just think they're gonna play with no. They're gonna play with no pressure. Uh, they don't know what this. I see. I, I I look at it two ways. Some teams, some teams that weren't expecting to make the playoffs play like the light. You know, they don't play well when the lights are the brightest. I don't see that out of the Browns quarterback. I think I think Baker's going to play better when he's an underdog and when nobody believes he's going to win. And I think that's the biggest key is the quarterback. If the quarterback plays well, I think we have a hell of a chance to win. I'm I'm betting on Stefanski not being a buffoon and giving. Nick Chubb the ball more than thirteen times. That would be great, Kevin. If you're listening, come on, buddy. You have the you have one of the best players, one of the best offensive players in the league. Give him the ball. It's not hard. Uh, yeah, and I think if we're able to get BJ Goodson back, if we're able to get Denzel back, assuming the game's on Sunday, I think the defense makes just enough plays to uh, keep the Steelers. Remember, the Steelers have looked crappy other than one half of football the last five weeks. They have not looked good. They've lost four out of their last five games. It's it's not like they're world beaters. We're not facing the Chiefs. That's a great point. We're facing the ghost of our past. I understand why Ryan thinks we're not going to beat the Steelers because it's the Steelers and it's Heinz Field. I I just don't think the Steelers are that good. And I think we're going to play better than we did today because I don't think we're going to have pressure on us. And I think we're going to get a – at least a couple guys back on defense. I, I just think the Browns are going to play like they have nothing to lose, and that is a very dangerous team to play in the NFL playoffs if you have a team that's playing like they have nothing to lose. And I think that's how the how the Browns are going to play. I don't think they're going to shrink in the moment. And this is not lip service. Dan has been consistent from the very beginning for like two months now that the Steelers are just not the not that great. He was even they were the worst that 11, when they were ten and zero and eleven. They were the worst in eleven and zero team in the history of the NFL, which is weird to say. But they lost four out of their last five. They they, they I, I'm 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 saying this. I think the Steelers pulled out whatever magic they had left to win that Colts game in the second half because they knew if they lost that game, they were going to lose the division. I mean, ultimately, we lost to the Jets, but they didn't know that when they were playing. Right. Right? I, I, I think nobody they, could have seen that. Coming. I think they assumed we were going to beat the Jets, and if they lost to the Colts, they were going to have to come into our house and play for the division championship. And the way the two teams would have been playing, I think the Browns would have won that game if that was what was on the line. That Steven? was the scenario that I wanted all along, and you yeah. know, and and the reason I wanted the division so badly is because this is the scenario I didn't want two weeks ago. I didn't want last week was for the Browns to have to turn around and play Pittsburgh again in Pittsburgh in the first round. Yeah. Um, you know, I would be feeling better about this game if the Browns had played better today. I, the optimistic side of me wants to think, well, the reason that we were having guys jump off, you know, false start, we had guys, you know, getting beat deep is just a lack of practice this week. Um, so, so let me go back. At the beginning of the season – I, I believe I said the Browns would finish ten and six, but they would have need they would we're going to be in a position to beat the Steelers on the final week of the season, and that they were going to do it, and they were going to get to the playoffs. So I feel a lot of vindication today about that. I did not 
on that day say what would happen once they got to the playoffs. Given the matchup, given how the team has played the last two weeks, given how a lot of the matchups are, particularly Roethlisberger thrown against our weak secondary, plus the guys they're getting back on the D-line. Guys, I can't believe I'm going to say this because I I don't want to say it, but not only is Pittsburgh going to win next week, they're going to kick the crap out of us. Oh, boy. I hope that's a reverse jinx. Oh, boy. I've been, I've been, I feel like I've been, like, I don't know if I've been as much of an optimist as Dan most of the season, but I. So you think the game is going to be more like, uh, I think it was week six when they played. It's going to be replay week six. I I say, I say Steelers 38-14. Three of their best defensive players are not playing in that, in the game next week that did play in that game. So this game, if the Browns are going to have any chance to win their, their offensive line is going to have to play out of their minds and they're going to have to keep Baker. Uh, upright pretty much the whole afternoon because we're going to have to score a ton of points to win this game. Maybe. We'll see. All right, we've got – interesting. We've got three very different takes on this game. <laughs> yeah. Ryan we've, says we lose by a touchdown. I say the Browns win uh, by a little more than a field goal. And Steve thinks the Browns are going to get blown out of the building. So uh, Maybe this happens. is just me being Eeyore in this moment because everybody around me – was celebrating after the game today. And, you know, sometimes in sports movies, you have it like the players are all celebrating in the climactic scene when, when they win the championship or whatever, mm-hmm. and the coach is just looking there with his arms crossed and he just like, <laughs> kind of watched. That was me today. Yeah. Like, because I was underwhelmed by how the Browns did today, and maybe that's poisoning the water of my prediction for next week a yeah, little I bit. I but mean, I, I, don't, I don't think any yeah. of us, uh, either Ryan or myself, felt differently. I, th- I think we were probably a little sour about how that game ended. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think just the fact that we won the game and we're in, maybe it's masking the fact that maybe deep down, maybe we feel like you and you're the only one willing to say it mm-hmm. about the game, but I don't know. We'll I really see. wish we were playing Indy or Tennessee next week. I don't know why I'm saying that, but I just... That's an interesting question. I Like, if we were playing Indy, I would have no doubt we would probably beat them, but at Tennessee, I'm not sure, hmm. but... You know the fact that we played so positively against them That's the first time. We, I mean, we we beaten we did beat both of those teams this year. So, I guess yeah. That's an interesting take. I don't I don't know if I agree with that, but I don't know if I disagree with that. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I I know everything you said. Like, there's nothing that either one of you said that I think is like like a crazy out there take. I mean, b- I mean, both of the scenarios are they're plausible. There's nothing like. I think we're all kind of doing the best we can with what we got. What I'm thinking is going to be like the 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 main game changer is going to be the combination of the experience that the Steelers have with the playoffs because they've been doing this for years now, coupled with how beat up and banged up we. Are. I know that their defense has some some key guys out. Um, I, I think we have more. Like I would not say that any of the guys that we have hurt or sick are better than like a Bud Dupree necessarily, but what I'm saying is they're more valuable to what they bring to our defense. Like I just, there's too many things that I think that we're missing. And that's why that's what leads me to my conclusion. But I tell you what, like we also have done some crazy things this year that I sure as heck never would have predicted or seen coming. I mean, we, we put up a million points on Dallas going into the season. No, who the heck would have predicted that? Right? Like Dallas was, everyone was losing their minds for Dallas. And then we absolutely spanked them. 
Um, Spank Tennessee too. That yeah. was Tennessee that was as well. Day where we thought that we could be really good was when they beat Dallas. Yeah, and then that was further confirmed. We beat Indianapolis next week. Yeah, Indy. Yeah. It was a great win, and then yeah, we we put we put a bunch of points up on 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 uh, Tennessee, and nobody had us having a shot on that game. I mean, right. I, myself included. Yeah. Um. So I didn't well, see us winning that game. Like I've been saying all year, I cannot wait to be wrong. I hope that I am. Yeah. Here you go. Best indicator of how the game's gonna go. Ryan <laughs> says we're gonna lose, so we're gonna win. Yeah, his By the way, power has been pretty good. He's about 3-13 and 13 straight up with the Browns this year. <laughs> Do you remember, I I believe I pegged the Browns' record at the start of the year. Uh, do you remember what you guys I had 10-6. and six. I believe Ryan had 9-7. and seven. I think I said 9-7. and seven. Yeah. Maybe. Dan, had and, you had either 10-6 and six or 11-5. and five. I, I, I don't did. remember exactly which. Obviously, I didn't pick all the games correctly, but. Yeah. Yeah. I think I probably said nine and seven and missing the playoffs. We did pretty well. well. I yeah. mean, yeah, it's been I mean it's been a crazy year. Late update here. The Texans just took the lead on the Titans. Thirty five thirty one. Wow. So if that happens, that would mean Indy would win the AFC South. They would be hosting Baltimore and the Titans would end up being seventh. They would have to go to Buffalo. So that's where that's where we stand right now. Would so if the if that holds, would, could we have lost today and gotten in? Mm, no. Yeah, we actually could have because we would have had the tiebreaker on Tennessee. Oh wow, you're right. But what about Miami? I don't know what that would have meant in a three-way situation with us three, Miami. Because, it would have been a three. Well, it, I guess it would have reverted to conference record. I don't know what that would yeah, have meant. Whatever, it doesn't matter. We don't need it, so it doesn't matter. So, anyway, that's the that's the playoff clinching post game show. Uh, from L-O-T-L. We're partying, even though we all got to go back to work tomorrow. It's going to be a Victory Monday. It's all going to be good. Hashtag Victory Monday. Hope you guys have a great night. Follow us on social media at the L-O-T-L podcast. Uh, Check out our website, lotlpodcast.com. We hope you all have a great Victory Monday. Happy New Year, and we'll catch you guys for L-O-T-L this week. See ya. Peace. Go Browns. Go Browns.